0: I'm Kyle. Okay, here's where y'all are so wrong, because y'all are idiots.
1: And I'm Drew with a U.
2: As the boss of this podcast, I'm gonna say... And I'm Handsome Drew. First of all, you're on my podcast, so like, you're gonna listen (laughs) to me talk. Alright, that's part of the the deal. My name's in the title. And
0: And this is not... And this is not... And this is not... This is not the podcast you deserve. Welcome to episode 96 of Not the Podcast You Deserve. On this episode, we're talking about Episodes 5 and Episode 6 of Obi-Wan Kenobi that dropped on Disney Plus earlier this month. Uh, Guys, there's a lot to unpack here, Mm. so let's get straight to it, starting with Episode 5. Stuff you really liked, stuff you didn't like so much, plot holes, future things you see going for um, this series and these characters. I'd like to point out that I think my hunch was correct. The six episodes of Obi Wan beautifully mirrored episodes one through six of the movies of Star Wars, where episode five of Obi Wan ends up with them on whatever the planet. It's not a nice planet, but it's still some <laughs> sort of uh, s- stay away, get away for the rebel camp, and they get trapped inside their... They need to buy some steel. time so that the they gotta buy the some transport ship
2: can get away. The stormtroopers all line up in front of the blast door. Darth Vader, like, literally walks the same path. Yeah. Also, there's,
0: like, like, no less than 700 stormtroopers, all (laughs) with guns pointed at the doorway. And when the doorway opens, like, two people fire. (laughs) Like, okay. (laughs) Which is, you know, that's Star Wars. Star Wars is that the bad guys are going to miss, and they're going to miss all the time. Um, Or just not be prepared. For the battle,
1: what I think that you're not taking into account, Kyle, is uh, the Force. So,
0: yeah, that is the catch-all.
1: Yeah, because the, 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 the Force, the plot know. armor our heroes have, like uh, Han
0: Solo said in one of the sequel episodes, "That's not how the Force works," <laughs> and there's no explanation for that. Just like in Palpatine re- returned somehow. Um, so
2: I will say uh, to your point about the six episodes mirroring the first six movies that makes me so happy that there is not an episode seven, eight, and nine of everyone. Sure, for sure. yeah. Because I would be like, don't don't make me do this again.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm gonna go on record here and I'm gonna say in ten to twenty years nope, from now You're wrong people are gonna be nope. like seven, eight and nine weren't as bad as I
2: thought they were. I think I'm,
0: seven eight and nine were beautifully shot. They were they were really pretty to look at. Mm. Um, and that is about Mm -hmm. where it ends I I think (laughs) eight is a
2: disgusting excuse for a a Star Wars movie Uh, it's got it's moments Which
0: Crawford I think that you would enjoy because it seemed to me like in episodes 5 and 6 of Obi-Wan Princess Leia uh, 10 year old Leia she was much less on the screen and she was more behind the scenes doing she was like stuck in the vent for like half of (laughs) episode (laughs) 5 and I'm not really sure you saw her in episode 6 or if you did It's when Obi Wan is saying goodbye to her. Yeah, she was pretty much it until the end scene. Yeah,
1: she was calming all the people on the ship with with Lola, the little robot, which which was a cute little moment of her like taking care of others as a ten year old. I thought that was a pretty nice touch.
2: I I actually thought she did really great in her scenes, and maybe it wasn't because she was on screen all the time or like running away from all the bad guys and like a. Way that was unbelievable I think she did really really well in this show She grew on me throughout I I think it put a bad taste in my mouth to start When I was like listen she shouldn't be able to outrun Three grown bounty hunters Sure. Uh, so I kind of took everything with a. a Especially when one of them sit. is the
0: basis For the Red Hot Chili Peppers Like how yeah. could she
2: outrun that guy Yeah so uh, But no I, I, she grew on me as the show went along And I thought that she was actually really really great uh, Can I ask it, you Did
0: the third sister grow on you
2: Riva? I would say yes.
1: I, I enjoyed her character much more as the series went on. I don't think they they gave her a lot of time and I felt like her episode 6 storyline kind of fizzled out. Um, I didn't I, I, I hope that they set up something in the future for her character to come back or factor in some storyline they have planned out. But I kind of felt like they spent a lot of time building that character up. Just to cut her down and then kind of give her a falling action, but not really. That was my You're stance.
2: because
1: uh, they, they I... <laughs> she was a Padawan that we they discovered that in episode yeah. five, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then she has uh, this. Her whole arc has been like, oh, she's secretly trying to take down Vader. That's like yeah. the the secret that they've been hiding for five episodes and then she, she goes for a chance and doesn't get it and like that's kind of a bummer that's kind of a downer for that storyline and then in episode 6 she's like i'm going to go kill a kid and then she doesn't yeah. do that either she just decides or she ends up not being able to so that
0: was going to be my big con for episode 6 was that her story arc was kind of wrapped up yeah like too quick And and it didn't make a whole lot
1: of sense, narratively speaking. They didn't need her arc in episode six. Crawford, what are you going to say?
2: Yeah, no, agreed. She was unnecessary to all of episode six. Uh, Also, (laughs) how the hell did she get to Tatooine (laughs) so much faster than every. She was literally just stabbed for like the second time, I want to point out, with a lightsaber. Same you think spot. Anakin would have learned? But yeah, I guess. Like, she, what? She had like scar tissue there or whatever. He like hit the same spot. She's like, "Oh, missed again." Sorry. Uh, how, and then there's left for dead with the only other shit there a blown up transport ship. Like, did she parkour her way through hyperspace to get to Tatooine? How did she beat Obi wan He was. Uh, anyway, she and then she just shows up and it's like, and apparently Luke. Uh, missed out on all the running genes. Uh, that's that's just Leia. Leia's the sprinter of the family. Uh, well, he's been he's been in the desert the whole time. He's dehydrated. S- <laughs> I, I Obi
1: wan had to go to the other planet to drop off Leia, so he wasn't going directly to Tatooine.
2: Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> also, I will. We're getting into le- in, more into episode six than I wanted to at this moment. Uh, but I will sure. say it overall. Uh, her character did get a lot better to me once they actually gave her a little bit of backstory Mm -hmm. Uh, and not just like, I'm just mad at everybody all the time. I'm still a little confused on why she was like, I'm so mad at Obi-Wan. Yeah.
1: Mm, yeah.
2: Or if she was just like, I'm mad at everybody and you just happen to be around. So I'm going to focus it on you. I don't know. I was going to say the other thing in episode five, they spent a lot of time. It's, to your point, it's like, it's like they forget how the force works. Uh, they spent a lot of time trying to blow that door open. And yeah. then she stabbed it with a lightsaber and kicked it open immediately. And it's like, yeah. why didn't you start with that? <laughs>
1: Lead with a lightsaber that cuts through the door?
2: Yeah, Crazy instead of spending 20 minutes being like, hey, waste all those really big <laughs> shells. Through the, maybe you can blow up the blast door. I if like why isn't one of the purge troopers just be like, uh, third sister? Could you just like, I don't know, lock pick it because apparently you can do that with your lightsaber here. I don't know.
0: So the the Russo brothers have a um, have a YouTube channel and like a thing they used to do during COVID called like pizza in a movie or film in a movie or film in pizza. One of those. I don't know what it was. Um, And they talked a lot in that where they broke down like old movies that they really liked. um, And they talked a lot about the difference between having suspense and having surprise as your big like final third act where you're either the bad guy is somebody you didn't see coming at all, which is surprise or it's suspense where you know he's coming the whole time and he or she finally gets there at the right moment. And like how every movie kind of or TV show has to kind of pick between surprise and suspense for their the main antagonist, um, if you're gonna do like a, a big reveal. And they chose surprise in this instance, which was that she was a Padawan and that she wasn't really after Obi-Wan, she was after Darth Vader, but the easiest way to get Vader off his game was to get him solely focused on Obi-Wan again. And I thought that was a nice touch um, I don't know that it, it worked super well, but no. like I think you can see what they were going for and kind of appreciate it for that, if nothing else.
2: I think what the, do, what do the Russo brothers say about surprise versus suspense when the suspense is, is Luke dead? And you know the whole time he's alive <laughs> because they made six other movies about him and they spent like four right. minutes on his non-moving body being like, who knows? Maybe he's dead. This could be the most... It's like, why are we still t- looking at this? Make him move <laughs> right now. He's obviously
1: alive. How crazy would it have been if they killed him off? That would have been yeah. insane. I would be so dying for the next <laughs> season of Obi-Wan. i be like, what the heck? How what happened? Yeah. No, I, I think you, you asked what are some things you liked and disliked. And, I, and the biggest thing for me, both happened in episode six, and they're kind of the same thing. I thought the lightsaber duel between Darth Vader and Obi-Wan in Episode 6 was yeah. the coolest lightsaber duel that we've yeah. ever gotten in Absolutely. any Star Wars anything. They crushed it. Uh, they like were fighting, and you could tell Darth Vader was strong, and I loved that. I loved how menacing he is, but Obi-Wan kind of got his groove back, and he was fighting just as good toe-to-toe. To toe. Yeah, he started his stance his off. His form three. Yes. Yay! You remembered! yeah. it's Ever brilliant. since
0: you called me out as the least Star Wars fan, I've started doing some more research. It's a defensive... form three when he puts the lightsaber over yeah. his head. It's a defensive
1: yeah. stance. That's why he was the greatest one to go up against General Grievous. Anywho, I don't go <laughs> too far into it. But, I think what the one thing this show doesn't do justice to is Darth Vader's character overall I think that he gets some great moments, like him walking through the base in Episode Five and stopping the ship with the yeah, Force. That was cool. That was insane. Um, it's kind of a callback to the video game The Force Unleashed. Did you, either of y'all get to play that? It, it no. is, a, is about uh, Darth Vader's Padawan, Starkiller, who I think has been uncannoned out since Disney bought the franchise. Oh, okay. But he he does that with a whole like giant. Star Destroyer shit. Anywho, I won't get into it. But, this is Darth Vader in his prime. Like, Order 66, Darth Vader. Like, he should be stopping everybody. And he kind of doesn't feel that so much in a lot of the scenes. He kind of is... I mean, I guess he's focused on Obi-Wan, so he's, you know, he's weakened. You know, Palpatine mentions that weakens him because his mind's focused on his master.
0: I think the best part of Episode 5 was the flashback to Obi-Wan and Anakin training. Yeah. And, and that coming into how Obi-Wan kind of tricks him in Episode 5. And then because he says something like, your, your will or your desire you need, to win, need your to need to win is so great that you kind of miss the big picture. Which yeah. is what happens, how they get away in Episode 5. But it's also kind of his undoing in Episode 6. And kind of Darth Vader as an entire character throughout the entire trilogy mm-hmm. um, that happens later on canonically um in this series which is just he's just so rageful and so vengeful yeah and that gets in the way of what oh. he wants to do and what he he's trying to do right. um so i thought that the that that was my favorite part of episode five was the flashbacks between young obi-wan and young anakin training together and obi-wan yeah. outwitting him and outsmarting him and kind of teaching him still even though anakin is clearly the better fighter Obi-Wan still has the knowledge that is keeping him from being great.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I felt that that device was a little gimmicky, and I didn't care at all, because I thought they did it really, (laughs) really well. Um, And and I really enjoyed it. I liked seeing the parallels back and forth, um, and I thought it was really fun. I I did kind of, to your point, Drew, I liked that there were some parts of this show that made darth vader look just so op he was very overpowering and then there were just randomly times where he's like and and now he's just not he yeah he like turned he just like turned it (laughs) off um yeah like he can stop the one ship right and and blow it up but then the moment the next ship raises up he's like oh man i just used all my ship force. (laughs) yeah Uh, i'm tired that's a yeah, I'm tapped out of all my ship force. Also, who did the rebels get to be like? Listen, you're gonna have to go fly <laughs> the distraction plane. Yeah. Ugh, so we know- and our robot's <laughs> dead. So like, you gotta do it. That robot's story arc was better oh. than like half the characters. <laughs> yeah.
0: And the uh, the oh, I'm gonna mess up her name again. Tala. The sure, yep. Her death scene I thought was really good too. Yeah. And how Obi Wan's fighting to like the bitter end to try to get her. And then she pulls that grenade. And yeah, it's like, like Oh, crap. The thermal
2: detonator. That's right. The thermal and I, detonator. Yeah. I love seeing the thermal detonator. Cause one, uh, the holster. I don't know how the holster didn't like get destroyed as well, but two, uh, you know, <laughs> Obi-Wan's able to go get it and give it to Leia, who then that's the holster she has in episode six, right. like the, no, the, you know, the, the movie, the return of the Jedi. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's also a callback to her using the thermal detonator and, uh, Return of the Jedi, which is oh yeah uh, okay yeah because that's the one where like the little uh, little minion for uh, Jabba the Hutt's like I'm a terrible detonator yeah! and then like oh, yeah, <laughs> so salvacious crumb. I think. That was a yeah. really
0: good impersonation.
2: Um, plus, will make the credits eventually.
0: So, Episode Five uh, mirroring Episode Five. Episode Five of Kenobi mirroring Episode Five of the Star Wars, it's getting really confusing all these episodes, yeah. uh, mirrors the movie, Episode 5, uh, in that there is a big reveal, and the big reveal is that uh, the third sister was a Padawan, and that she all of her friends were killed by Vader, and Obi-Wan figures out that's a real deal there, she wants to kill Vader, and then she fails at doing that, gets sliced in the stomach real hard, and then is able to survive whereas i don't know qui-gon jen couldn't survive that but she could um you know lame but whatever
1: one of them had the will to live the other one didn't i guess yeah there you go
0: um which is kind of fitting because she stabbed the first inquisitor or whatever in the stomach in the second who's also not dead
1: the grand and then he
0: comes back the grand inquisitor thank you Um, And then episode six mirrors the movie episode six uh, in that there's a big bad fight between Vader and the good guy um, and kind of the hopes of the rebellion uh, lie on that. Uh, And I thought that scene, that lightsaber fight scene, I thought was the coolest, like we talked about earlier. But also when Kenobi like reaches out and lunges and knocks Vader in the head and creates mm-hmm. that scar that you see uh-huh. in episode six, in ugh, God dang it, in the in the, in the movie episode Return six. of the Jedi. Thank you. Um, and then you hear Hayden Christensen's voice, mm. but also like while it's like James Earl Jones is like kind of conf- like fused together. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really really cool. Yeah. But it also gives you that moment where Obi wan says, "I'm sorry for for all of it." Yeah. And you can, like, there's so much grief in that. And Ewan McGregor does a really, really, really good job of conveying, like, God, so much pain when he's yeah. like, I'm sorry, Anakin, for all of it. And then Anakin looks up and said, You didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did. And it's like, yeah. Oh, shoot. <laughs> like, <laughs> this guy's not messing around. I no longer yeah. feel bad for him. Like, yeah. okay. And that gives you the catharsis, I guess. That Obi Wan needed in that moment to move on yeah. to where you see the um, Alec Guinness character, which I think in the storyline is only like ten minutes later or ten years later, and not like a hundred years later, which is what they look like in comparison. <laughs> um, but it gives him to that point of where it's no longer like I'm grieving because I I failed my brother. To this is this man is more machine than he was the man that I knew. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they did a really, really good job of bridging that gap in between the Obi-Wan you last saw in the prequel trilogy to the Obi-Wan you meet in the original trilogy.
2: Well, that line for, I killed Anakin Skywalker, also gives him the cover to tell Luke later, Darth Vader killed your father. Oh.
0: That's a great point and of view. And that. then
2: he could turn around later as a ghost and be like, well, what I said was true from a certain <laughs> point of view. Right? Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, that point of view is Darth Vader's, right? That's his point of view. He's like, I yeah. killed Anakin Skywalker. So it gives him that cover as well uh, so that he's not just an outright liar to a little child. Um, <laughs> I also love that... Uh, that line that Vader—he had so many cool lines. Uh, I would love to just listen to Darth Vader be ominous some more. But yeah, he, uh, when he looks at Reva and says, "Did you really think I didn't know?" I was yeah. like, or like that I didn't remember you or whatever. I was like, "Oh shoot!" Like everybody was just uh, you know messing Riva around. Like she, yeah. she was getting the short end on on yeah. every which way, except when, she got the long end of the lightsaber every time. I... nice
0: wow and you star wars star wars bigger fans than i can tell me if i'm wrong but i i want to say uh, darth vader says did you really think you could beat me to reva which is something i think he says to luke later on in the original trilogy and then obi-wan um at the end in episode six when he's about to fight him he said i'm gonna do what i must which is what he said to Anakin, I think, in episode three of the prequel trilogy when they're at the Mustafar lava planet. I don't know. I'm confusing myself in episode you're doing,
1: three. Right you're doing great. I'm and trying real hard. As, <laughs> as someone who has watched a ton, a ton of YouTube videos breaking down the extended universe of Star Wars that is no longer canon, it's, inc- <laughs> it's incredible to me... like. I will watch these like super nerds, and I, I, I put that in quotations because I uh, I think they're so cool. Uh, they break down all of these storylines, and there are some moments where I'm like, yes, he totally gets it about these fictional characters and these made-up stories. And there are times where I'm like, no, that's not what happens. That's clearly not this character. And it's right. it, it's insane that we've had Star Wars for 40 years now. Mm-hmm. And there's been so much world building that you now have people arguing about the truth that is happening inside of a fictional world. <laughs> like, it's insane to me. But that's how cool it is. And this, these are movies that span 40, like four generations, four decades of cinema. And so hmm. you have totally different, you have a trilogy in the 70s and 80s. You have a trilogy in the 90s and two thousand. You have the new trilogy. And now you've got TV shows. It's like the evolution yeah. of how movies are made now. It's it's insane. And I'm glad to be a part of it that I've got to see the great stuff from the originals. And then I'm aware enough that I get to talk as serious as I can now on this podcast with you about the newest TV show. And how they are filling in gaps in the originals. Which is just insane storytelling. Uh,
2: okay. One thing that I just thought about. When we were talking about Darth Vader and how cool he was, um, <laughs> seeing Episode five and six and some of the ways that they use the Force, like pulling down the the plane, uh, picking up a, like a mountain basically <laughs> of rocks, yeah, uh, and cool. just like just burying everybody in rocks. And then in Episode five, you know, Empire Strikes Back, they spend like thirty minutes to get Luke partly pick up one ship kind of and like stack and stack five rocks on top of each other and that takes a long time (laughs) and we were all like real impressed with like whoa look how much force he has and it turns out that is nothing little force (laughs) Uh, yeah very
0: little compared to what ray did without any idea of what the force was the moment she learned she might have it so
2: yeah yeah. I, that's but that's it. just good storytelling. Yeah. Uh I also did like in there speaking of good storytelling and mirroring mirroring all of the uh other things that have gone on. I liked the we talked about the stance, you know, that Obi Wan mm-hmm. had in that fight. I also liked that Darth Vader like buried Obi Wan deep in the ground and gave yeah. himself the high ground and then sat there and looked at him. <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah. Remember yeah. this? <laughs> right. Yeah. This is how it feels to be on the other end of that. I wish I had I, some fire here.
1: I think you. I, I really wanted to talk about the uh, force rock powers too, because I personally didn't like that. I felt like that is some interesting force powers that they added in. That is hard to explain why not everybody just throws giant rocks. True. I was like the Obi wans never done that before. Darth Vader never does that again. I guess he does throw machine parts at, at Luke later on, but also in the 70s movies. But uh, I think there it's difficult to show evolution and cooler stuff in the Star Wars universe without underwriting or creating plot holes for earlier movies. Like, why, didn't, why doesn't everybody just use the Force to fly through space like Leia did yeah. in episode 9 or 8 or whatever she did that? Ugh.
2: Yeah. That's that's eight. And yeah, I know that because it's a stupid <laughs> thing that happened in the worst movie. But
1: in the same vein, what you can do I think as cool as you like if you watch the way that lightsaber duels happen throughout the movies, like in the original trilogy with Luke and Darth Vader, they nobody knew how cool lightsabers were gonna be, so they yeah. kinda had to tie it to reality by having good swords play, for lack of a better word. Swordsmanship, I guess is the right word. And then when the prequel happens, everybody's like, you know how cool lightsabers are? Let's just do a lot of spins and flips and turns. Right. And then you get that scene in episode three where Obi-Wan and Anakin are standing two feet away from each other and are just twirling their lightsabers all around each other, <laughs> not attacking either one of them for what right. seems like three minutes. And it's like, that's stupid and doesn't work. And I know it looks cool on screen, but it just doesn't work. Right. But now you get TV shows with the Darth Vader Obi-Wan fight and it's the coolest sword fight Jedi lightsaber duel I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, and I think one thing to Deborah Child's credit, um, I think the use of light in this movie Mm -hmm. and specifically the light that comes off the lightsaber uh, onto the faces of the antagonist and protagonist I thought was really, really cool. Especially in that last scene um, when Vader says you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker, I did. Like, the red light from his lightsaber kind of is, like, glowing at the beginning. And then, like, by the time he finishes that scene, like, it's all over his face. It takes over. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, But that would bring to like, the the next part of this, probably the, the end of this podcast, would be, like, what did this series get right? And what did it miss on? Or how did this grow your love for Star Wars... And where did it impede upon?
2: One of the things that I really loved about it was it gave some more backstory to Uncle Owen and Amperu. First of yeah. all, Amperu is also yeah, yeah. a badass. Uh, <laughs> we just thought yeah. she was like just out here serving blue milk all the time, and like that was it. <laughs> Turns out she's hiding laser guns in the. And Owen's right. like, "What are you doing?" And she's like, "Take this and go take a position because we got to defend enough. our." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I think it made Uncle Owen's character uh, much more developed. And I, I really thought Joel Edgerton did a great job as well. Um, but it, it makes the relationship of like how he cares for Luke um, and shows it in kind of his stubborn, I don't really talk about my feelings kind of a way. But right. it makes that relationship so much more important and why he's like, no, you can't leave in episode four like you think that it might just be because he's like hey i no don't go chase your dreams my i came from the <laughs> Footloose town but uh <laughs> it's that he actually cares and is afraid for him of like somebody came into our house to try to kill you and i couldn't stop them so right. like i don't want you to go out into this huge giant galaxy because you might die and you are my son for like all mm-hmm. intents and purposes you are my son and uh it it really brought a lot of depth to that character and he didn't even have a ton of scenes uh i yeah. just thought it was a really well done and shot with the little time that they had
0: geron about you
1: yeah, I love this the mini-episode, mini-series is the word I was looking for. These mini-series Star Wars stories that we're getting. The Mandalorian, Obi-Wan Kenobi, even Book of Boba. I'll go there, too. Like, you have these nine movies, these nine tentpole episodes in the Star Wars universe that you have to work around. Like, those are the canon, and then you have comic books, and you have all these other media that is canon or not canon. And I love these mini-series that you get to go and flesh out the in-between areas in this world, in the Star Wars universe, galaxy, I should say. Like, you only have three hours to tell a Hollywood, A blockbuster, trilogy, movie, storyline. You have three hours, which is a lot of time, but you can't tell a story that takes place on 12 different planets with 100 different characters mm-hmm. that are in the Star Wars universe. And there are so many cool characters and Obi-Wan Kenobi is one of the coolest most crucial characters of the Skywalker saga and so that was super cool and interesting and I thought they did a great job of fleshing that out and giving you something and showing that we can do this we can make this story and it will fit in the nine movie canon and it's still interesting and you will still be interested in these characters even though you know that X, Y, and Z are not going to die yeah so I that's what I love about it.
0: That's that's a that's very similar. I I really enjoyed. I think the best part about this series was I was never really able to see how Ewan McGregor's Obi wan could possibly turn into Alec Guinness's Obi One uh, from New Hope. Um, and I think this series did a really, I'm going to use Drew Allen's word here, phenomenal job of showing us. How he got from point A to point B. I've said this a lot fairly recently that like when you can when you get into a movie or a series and you know you're at point A and you know where point B is, it's like just get there already. I at no point felt that mm. with you and McGregor's Obi One um, because I didn't really know how they were going to do it. Um, and, I, and I that that moment that he gets where he realizes like this isn't all my fault um, and that allows him to go and first off, get kind of his mojo back and beat Darth Vader and then it allows him to uh, be with Qui-Gon Jinn again at the end, which we didn't even talk about the Liam Neeson. <laughs> I, was, I was about to
2: bring it up. What did you guys think about Liam Neeson's?
0: I think it's so great that he was like, no, nah, I'm too big for TV shows. And then he. I wonder if that was just like stock footage for, that they just didn't use from the prequel trilogy <laughs> or if he really came back for no. two lines. I don't know.
1: He had to because he like directly reference like I've been here the whole time you just well I guess maybe that could work for a lot yeah, of different know, scenarios yeah. uh, I thought it was interesting Liam Neeson's response my head's too big for the small screen Yeah. like was he saying like was he self-deprecating or was he like no I'm not gonna do small TV
0: I don't know no man ever since Paul Bettany threw me for a loophole by saying <laughs> yeah. he's gonna perform with one of the actors he's always wanted to share the screen with I just I don't trust anybody anymore. <laughs> After that, and Andrew Garfield swearing up and down. He wasn't inspiring No Way Home. Yeah. I just I don't know who to trust anymore.
1: That's fair. That's fair. I, I loved it. I love, give me more Qui-Gon. That's what I always say. You know my old catchphrase. <laughs> give and me more Qui-Gon. I was to ask
0: you guys was like, do you all think this deserves a second season? And it's like, where does it go from here? I don't know the comic book and... and yeah. uh, And video game and stuff. (laughs) I I don't know. Is there room to grow for this story or is it kind of done?
1: There's some comic book stories with Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, that they didn't touch on. Um, I don't know them quite as well. But there are more stories to tell that they could tell on screen. Um, As far as like totally new and like uh, stuff made up for the season two, I don't know how much room they left themselves to tell those stories. But... Um, I'm. I would be interested now that we got Obi Wan back to form three. Yeah, hitting his stride. I would love to see something a little bit more like. I, I would love to see a, a, a storyline more similar to the the prequel series where he's hopping on planets, saving yeah. like a general almost level no I'm with
0: you it's kind of like Moon Knight being Moon Knight for like yeah. 48 seconds in <laughs> the whole season yeah we got Obi-Wan for like an episode and a half of the very true Obi-Wan Kenobi series I'm with you on that
1: exactly
2: yeah so I I don't know what they want to do with the character if they want to like turn him straight hermit crazy guy out in the desert and it's just him talking to ghosts all the time because like I don't think that's a captivating story but if it's going to be like him running into like robot Darth Maul like okay I could be down for that oh. or if it's like him and like the Mandalorian crossing paths because he's got sure, an interesting yeah. history with the with the with Mandor, um mm-hmm. and and those yeah. people and like the Dark and stuff like that. Like he he's very involved uh, in that Realm. and the politics of that uh, planet. So and so is Darth Maul actually. He shows up a little bit in that too. Uh, so that could be really interesting to see um, any of that take place. I don't know that any of it would. Uh, I don't know that this show needs another season, uh, but I think I would watch it. Also, give me more loader droids. I would watch that guy. <laughs> I want to see a crossover of uh, the loader droid and how that ends up becoming Alan Tudyk's droid character in uh, From I Yeah. Oh no, yeah. What? Robot. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Altuin <laughs> was a lot of robots. <laughs> is, yeah, yeah.
1: No, let's let's have season two. Obi wan takes on the Crimson Dawn. I'm here for it. That's what cool. that's the one I want.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, Ahsoka, I think, is filming currently. Um, and there's some talk that uh, Hayden Christensen is returning as Darth Vader in that series as well. Um, I know that the I think it's called Andor. Um, that show is also yeah. I think either in pre-production or filming currently as well and that's with the guy from rogue one so uh, i'm really excited to see where the star wars universe you know goes from here me too um in the in the episodic fashion um of the series and i, I i've said this a lot with the when we talk about mcu um stuff but like man what a time to be alive you know <laughs> like yeah we we don't just have you know a new hope to uh hang our hat on and be like wow did you see that you know that we have so much content that we get to enjoy Mm -hmm. and i think it's uh i think it's okay to uh take a minute to take a step back and just be thankful that we have so much good content um that's at our fingertips every wednesday at 4 (laughs) a.m when it drops um so that's uh that's all we got for this episode of not the podcast you deserve as we broke down episodes five and six of obi-wan kenobi if we missed anything so, if there's something you'd like to start about on the next episode, feel free to reach out to us on mtpuadpodcastchannel at or on Twitter at Podcast. Thank you for listening. This is not the podcast you deserve.